Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is episode 59 of Joey Hates Everything. I'm Joey Capuana. We got Markel again on for another episode today, two in a row. Here we go. Uh, Markel got the opportunity to see that amazing play, that final play in person, got to go to the Vikings game. How awesome was that, man? Shit was sick, bro. I haven't been to a game since I was a kid. So that was the first game in what? Probably like 10 years more? Probably like 10 years. I just, yeah, I just noticed the last game I ever went to was the last game at the Metrodome. That's crazy. That was, I believe that was 2015. My buddy sold me four tickets for the last game in the Metrodome. And the Vikings won like eight games that year. They sucked, but still that's, that was a great deal. That was probably uh, one of the funnest days of my life. I got to go with my whole family and see the end of that game. There was a guy next to me who, as the players were given speeches for about, you know, about the Metrodome, he folded up one of the program pages into a paper airplane, threw it down onto the field and Cordero Patterson caught it on his way into the tunnel. Um, that was pretty insane. Vikings games are always an awesome time. You were talking about how insane the fans were. It was pretty loud. Yeah, it got loud, man. Got real loud. I love it. I love it. I uh, right before this, we were we were talking about the game, and I was saying it's just so crazy to me to pull a team out of the Midwest. Like the Vikings almost got um, back in maybe 2009-ish, uh, we were, everybody was trying to recover from the recession. They thought about moving the Vikings from Minnesota to Los Angeles. And my dad always said, I'm not going to fucking cheer for him. He told me he would have become a Lions fan. So basically, Ziggy Wilf is the reason my father never committed suicide. Thank you to the Wilf family for that. Um, but we were talking about, it's just so crazy to pull a team out of the Midwest like the Vikings, or they did it with the Rams. They sent them to Los Angeles, and now you've got people selling their tickets if they don't feel like the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. The stadium's half empty. They're leaving early. All this different shit. All the things notori- uh, LA fans are notorious for. It's upsetting to see. Uh, I bet I bet they wish they would have kept him there. Honestly, maybe not. They made. They probably have made so much money off of that stadium. Have you ever seen a picture of SoFi Stadium, Marco? No, dude, it's insane. It just looks like a gigantic spaceship. Um, yeah, basically excited about the Vikings. Pretty awesome. Um, it is a huge advantage having fans like that. I'm glad you got to see it up close and personal in the brand new stadium. They're six and one now. I'm so excited going to be awesome um there's no there's just no denying it vikings fans i I mean you almost die in the car ride over there trying to get through the snow you know that you're not going to be able to do anything the rest of the night because just walking around the bars during football season is freezing so all these guys want to see is their vikings win and this is probably the first time since 2016 that the vikings have had five wins through their first seven weeks and it's just uh, I could keep going about it all day. I'm super excited. Uh, what what was the craziest thing you saw during the whole game? Did you see any? Because every once in a while, you know, football fans are just notorious for doing crazy drunk shit during the games. Did you see anything? Um, 
Not that I can recall. Yeah, I, some uh, people had like some crazy like costumes on. Oh, that must have been pretty cool. What was? Uh, did you see anything? Anything that stood out, or was it just random purple costumes? Um, I mean, some people were dressed up as like real Vikings, you know, like the diehard fans. But nah, some people had some corny ass shit on, like a teddy bear and goofy little shit like that. I don't hate it. I think you can. I think you can wear pretty much whatever you want if a football game is going to take place on the thirtieth. It's just really a. It's modern day gladiators. So you're just watching grown men destroy their brains for millions of dollars and fame, while you uh, slam beers into your face in a teddy bear costume. Does it? get any more american or beautiful than that i don't know if it does uh you had some awesome seats i was very jealous of that that's probably closer than i've ever been and it was in u.s bank stadium the last i checked uh the the seats for that front area right outside of the end zone are six grand so where you were sitting was probably uh, you you got the tickets right. Like you, <laughs> you didn't go spend your life savings to get these. Somebody somebody said they couldn't go and they gave them to you. Maybe, maybe no no. We're not, we got to keep it sexy. Markel fucking uh, invested in a bunch of Bitcoin. Didn't tell us, and um, all of his recent investments went through. So he's rich and just buying Vikings tickets now. Anyway, that's enough on on the game. It was so much fun to watch that I could keep going. Let's get into uh, the first topic and take things really downhill and get depressed for a second. We've got our uh, dead rapper of the business quarter. I feel like there's oh, there's four. There's usually about four famous <laughs> rappers quarter. that die every year, and I was always always love Migos. Quarter. I mean, literally, isn't it? Is it pretty much like that? You probably say three or four big rappers die from a drug overdose or getting shot every year. It's horrible, but uh, it's kind of the way no, it is. Definitely. So, uh, damn it, I can't remember his last name. Take and I didn't off, write it take down. Off, take off. Yeah, take off. But his first, I wanted to say his name too. I know his first name was Karshnik. Um, so, RIP to him. And obviously, something super fucked up. If you don't know, one of the main three members of Migos, actually, I think there was only three members. Don't know what I'm talking about, but I was a big fan of him. They kind of blew up when we were in high school rounds. Ninth and tenth grade is when they got yeah. really big. Uh, yeah, take off. They've had so many gigantic songs, and to die in a bowling alley after all that fame and success is just that sucks. They were at a private bowling alley on Halloween, I believe, last night, and uh, he was shot to death. Uh, from what I read, it sounds sounds like it was it was really really horrible like he was holding on with the emts in the ambulance quavo another mem member of migos was right next to him as he died they said he was begging the nurse to save his life and unfortunately they couldn't do it he was 28 years old so r.i.p it's really it's fucked up uh i think it's a lot of people forget that most of these guys, an overwhelming majority of these guys who are famous going into their early 20s, most of them, some, uh, some of them even younger nowadays with the internet and everything, um, they have all of this shit following them, whether it's drug addiction or, you know, they used to gangbang, all this different shit. It follows them years and years and years afterwards. I don't think I'd be 
and I don't actually know, but I don't think I'm really stepping out of bounds here by saying I don't think the member of Migos who have had so many number one hits in the last five years, six years, seven years, they probably have millions and millions of dollars. They get paid just to appear at places. I don't think that they were doing anything illegal still. I, again, I could be wrong. I don't actually know. Um, but it does seem like no matter what. over a dice game. Right. Like, yeah. I, did you hear that from a racist uncle or something? I don't, I don't know. I heard it was just a, a private event. I don't think people that rich play, play dice. I'm pretty sure that you just heard this from uh, an older white Minnesotan just uh, you, hey, you know how the how the blacks get with their dice. It's, uh, it always ends in gunshots. That's why you don't play dice. I don't know. Maybe he's a guy from New York that moved to Minnesota to be racist. But I no, I don't know. I didn't read that, that in any of the articles. articles. That would couple be insane. News articles I see right now. That would be insane. Over dice game. Fox 4 News Dallas Fort. TMZ rapper takeoff killed over dice game. It's not. It's not a good look. I. Uh, I think. Uh, I think it's going to be some harsh statements that Tech Nine probably has to say about this. Not good. Not good. Shot over a dice game. That's not. Uh, how does that happen, man? How does that happen? What do you mean? You know what I mean. He's going to have some things to say about that. He. He always gets on. Uh, on on black people for doing bad stereotype black people things. And that's just not great. You have a private bowling alley dice dice game and somebody gets shot over it. Uh, that's an L. I don't know what to tell you. There. That's kind of an L. What do, you, what do you expect though? I guess that's what I'm saying. See, when this happens, a lot of times, um, you know, I just think that that white people would handle a situation better than better than black people in this scenario, because let's break it down in a white perspective. You're playing Monopoly with your family and your bitch sister has bought up all of the properties on the east side. So every single time you pass go, you're paying taxes every single time. Uh, a, a white family is not is not just it's not going to result in the sister getting her face beaten in. OK, they're at least going to wait a few days and then murder the whole family. Have some class. That's all I'm saying. Um, I, no, I'm, I'm going to let it go until you laugh or say something else. You don't get to do that every single time. Take off. <laughs> Take off. No, it's it's sad. It's sad. I don't, you know, we try to make it a comedy show and try to be funny about these things, but it's terrible. And... It's not going to be the last time. I mean, uh, there'll be this will happen forever. It's American culture, loving guns, and then bowling alley. Maybe maybe a little bit too too much Hennessy. All right, I, I'll stop. Um, but it is insane to think about the fact that somebody died in a over a dice game. I don't even know if I'm ready to believe that yet. I feel like there's so many other factors that could have gone into this. And it would be terrible to think it happened over, over dice. How do you even play dice? You know what I'm saying? See, you don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. I, uh, it's yeah. I don't know. Um, dice game gone wrong, bro. Look it up. Anyway. Who was the most famous rapper to die before that? I don't, it, it happens so often that I don't remember. 
Um, what year did Lil Peep die? Was that 2020? Uh, something like that. Sometime around then. Anyway, definitely, definitely sad. RIP takeoff. Um, let's keep going here. We got some news stories this week that we can get into. Uh, here we go. Here's the headline from CNET.com. Markel has been pushing CNET headlines on me lately. I don't, there's something behind that. I've never heard of this source before, but it sounds believable. Amazon drivers are at risk of dog attacks. They're looking for answers. David Taylor, a delivery driver in New York, was dropping off an Amazon package in late September when two dogs appeared and immediately approached him growling. Feeling he had limited time to get to safety, he turned and ran. I mean, you just don't do that, but I get it. But one of the dogs bit him before he reached his delivery van. This wasn't the first incident. Another dog bit him earlier that month. But it, this one left a more lasting impression. Taylor sought emergency medical care, getting stitches as well as rabies, tetanus, and antibiotic shots. He fought off infection and is still waiting to find out if he'll need surgery on his wound. Um, the incident has scared me, Taylor said, because it could have been because that could have been me. Oh, I thought this was. I, I guess this was about a. Uh, sorry, I missed a paragraph there. There was an Amazon driver in Missouri that it's talking about was killed by a dog. That's terrible. No workers are standing up. He wasn't the only one. A forum on Reddit for Amazon drivers. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, the FBI better be checking that one. Lit up after the incident with people talking about how scary dog encounters are and debating how to get Amazon to take the problem more seriously. Some discussed a movement to call out sick on Monday or refuse to deliver packages with, uh, to back porches. CNET talked with three Amazon drivers who work for small companies called delivery service partners that contract with Amazon and who said they have faced down scary dogs, face down scary dogs. While dogs can be aggressive to any postal carrier or delivery person, they said Amazon's policies on, and reporting tools can make a dangerous situation worse. So this is something that I 100% believe um, happens regularly. People believe that because their dog doesn't fuck with them in any aggressive way, that it just won't hurt anybody else. No, the reason the dog barks every single time the doorbell rings is because it's thinking it wants to murder someone who is there to murder you. Dogs do not have the ability to go... Dogs don't fucking know who Jeff Bezos is. You shouldn't just have them in areas where you're, you've requested packaging. My dog has never bitten uh, a person or a dog ever. I've never even come close. And I wouldn't just leave him on the porch for someone to come drop off the, the packaging for, or the packages for me. It's insane to think that that's just okay. You know what I mean? Be a fucking adult. You're the one who wanted the dog. Bring it inside. My cousin RJ, shout out cousin RJ, he's, he's on the show sometimes. He talks about it. He says every other day he's got to deal with something like this, where at least the dog will just stare you down and make the decision if it's going to go for your neck or not. And um, a lot of these guys, they don't carry knives because they just don't think of it or their company doesn't allow you to carry a weapon. By the way, I've worked for so many different companies where that's the policy that you can't even have like a personal protection knife on you. Hey, it's the United States of America. People are walking into department stores with machetes 
and cutting 35 year old women up the middle. Like it, I'll have a goddamn personal knife on me if I want to. You know what I mean? And you should absolutely have one if you're doing something where you're walking from place to place to place. Anyone or anything could come out of nowhere. So it really is just a matter, in my opinion, of being a grown up and understanding that, hey, this is a massive liability if my dog attacks these people. Uh, I should probably bring him inside because I know an Amazon package is about to be here. It's not like you, it's not like the USPS where you don't know when it's going to show up. You have something on your phone telling you, okay, it's three miles away. Now it's 1.8 miles away. The driver is dropping it off right now. They probably do that because they know there's so many circumstances where uh, if the driver has to come to the back porch, they might get attacked by a fucking pit bull. It's not unreasonable for these guys to be like, something's got to change or we're just not going to do this anymore. You know? Uh, Markel, right. have you, ever, you ever been attacked by a dog? <laughs> yeah, I've been attacked by a little dog one time when I was, when I was a kid. It's probably pretty, pretty traumatizing, right? Like their bite force is so hard. It can just chop your fingers off. What, what happened? Dog just like ankle bit me, bro. Found me right in my ankle. Damn. So it just sort of nipped at you. It didn't latch on. No, yeah, it didn't like latch on, but it like punctured my skin. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's part of the reason I'm always giving out the advice. You should always be carrying a knife. I that family that I was talking about, they were just just bad parents you know they ended up getting kicked out of here which i understand it's fucking ridiculous rent but you could just tell they didn't really know what was going on um they had a kid they had two little boys named derringer and dillinger one of those one of those names comes from a bank robber who was notorious for killing the people in the banks that he robbed and the other one is the name of a pistol just to give you an idea of who these people were. And they would just let this ridiculously annoying black lab run around. I told this story on the podcast, but it warrants uh, re-saying it. This dog walks up to me as the two little kids of this family are right behind it. And it looks at me. I just didn't bring my knife. All I wanted to do was go get a soda from the vending machine. And this thing launches at me, goes right from my ankle. And the little boy's like, stop, come here, Shadow, or whatever its dumbass name is. And if he hadn't done that, I mean, I could have, I, my fucking leg could have been ripped off. Who knows what this goddamn dog would have done? It growled and then it went right from my ankle, just like, uh, like you were saying. But it's, it's pretty scary. I don't think that even if you've got the sweetest dog in the world, I just don't think that you should be letting it roam free. These are animals. They don't understand things like delivery drivers. There's just this new person walking up to the door of, of where their owners are. And that could trigger any dog to freak out, you know? <sighs> anyway, it's a scary world out there, folks. Hashtag bring the knife. Um, let's move on to another story here. We got MSN.com. It's a scary world, people. It's the, the dogs are scary, but the Chinese are scarier. The U.S. says China is resisting nuclear talks after Z, Z, that's the name of their president, vows to boost deterrent. Washington, despite lessons of the Cuban Missile Crisis 60 years ago, 
China has no interest in discussing steps to reduce the risk posed by nuclear weapons, senior U.S. officials say on Tuesday, after Chinese leader Xi Jinping signaled last month that Beijing would strengthen its strategy deterrent, uh, its strategic deterrent, rather. The Pentagon says China is undergoing a major expansion of its nuclear forces and moving to have 1,000 nuclear warheads by 2030. But Beijing has resisted arms control talks with Washington, arguing that the U United States already has a much larger arsenal. Well, you know, I, I, I uh, have my criticisms about the U.S. military, but at the end of the day, we need more because of motherfuckers like you. Like this guy who just extended his own ability to become president for longer terms. They're saying that he's likely going to be a dictator for life. This guy, Xi Jinping. It's hilarious that all Chinese names, and this is just kind of factual. This is not even a racist opinion of mine. They all sound like you're making a racist joke. I mean, these guys, Xi Jinping, are you kidding me? It's hard to take it seriously sometimes. Um, anyway, he... He has basically said that China will be the, their goal is to be the world's superpower by 2049. They're beating us in education, and now they're sending signals that, hey, we want to be able to fuck with you military, militarily as well. If you don't know uh, what's going on with Taiwan right now, basically China has always said that Taiwan was theirs. Taiwan is a major ally of NATO, and so therefore it's causing a lot of tension where there already is a lot of shit going on between the U.S. and China. Um, the, based on what I've seen, the research, like the things I've tried to research on it, again, it's so hard to do this based on the politics of whoever you're watching explain this shit. A Democrat will say that we have no chance because of Biden. Uh, uh, excuse me, a Republican will say that, or you know, a Democrat will argue something completely different based on who they voted for. So it's hard to get a straight answer, but the idea that I got from it is based on Taiwan's geographical location, it would be very hard for them to invade. So we pretty much just said, look, it's if you try to invade, we're going to have to we're going to have to get in there to which China. And I quote the leader Xi Jinping responded, anyone that goes against China will have their skulls crushed to death or crushed to dust. Damn it, I ruined it. Because what he said was kind of cool, like uh, like a like an Asian Thanos or something. And why this is so scary is, in my opinion, because of the numbers China has and how hard it is to get a straight answer on what's going on over there. I've heard that China has no chance of coming back economically, that people are fed up with the Chinese government because of the way they're treated. Um, and I've also heard that China is going to be the world superpower by 2049 because of things like their massive numbers, their uh, advantage on education. Like they just have smarter people than the fucking retards that spend three hours a day uh, doing TikTok dances here. I swear to God, most of the kids in this country are better at learning the fucking gritty that Justin Jefferson does than they are at reading. It's insane. Wow, I made myself sound so old there. I had to I had to think of a dance, and the only thing I could think of was the gritty that Justin Jefferson does when he scores touchdowns. Um, but it's just so hard to get an answer. Like China, they're talking about these things they have called ghost cities, which is pretty much unheard of in human history. 
they have these massive cities that are not filled with people yet and they are larger than you than the most populated u.s cities so their plan is to grow a brand new economy in places where there are no people by just offering ridiculous rent prices and getting things going there almost immediately um it's pretty scary to think about the fact that these guys don't take no for an answer even when they're up against the wall like you you there's nobody that's going to beat nato right now that's absolutely for sure and they are so hardcore on what they want to do that they're saying no fuck you we're going to go build uh we're going to have a thousand of these things to blow up the earth 10 times over by the time we get to 2030 because we're going to be running this shit in 2049 and Straight up, I mean, is there anybody you would rather have less than China running the world? It's pretty terrifying to think about. Um, you go on to the idea that I, I, this sounds like a conspiracy. It's real. You can go look it up. The data that's collected from different cell phones uh, that use TikTok, right? TikTok is a Chinese owned company and they're basically harvesting your data so that eventually they will have everything. They will, they will know uh, everything about you. And then what does that do when they have how many people blackmailed, right? So if they could see your texts, maybe you're cheating on your wife or, or maybe you're talking to your better health therapist about how you sucked a dick in third grade and now you feel really ashamed of it in your 30s. They're going to have all that and they're probably going to start blackmailing Americans to do their, uh, their bidding. We're going to have Chinese spies that look like cowboys. Wow, dude, that's my Bill Maher quote right there. They're going to they're gonna be saying that when I die, when I'm assassinated by Xi Jinping someday, that's what they're going to, this is the clip they're going to play. Um, no, it's, it's pretty intense. Mark Hill, are you scared of China? Is this something that you think about? No, I'm rolling on shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, they, they, uh, cool. I love it. I, you know, a lot of Americans, yeah, a lot of Americans, I don't think are, are very scared of China. It would be funny to see the Chinese try and come to the hood. I wonder what would happen there. I'm going to see you, bro. Yeah, I'm going to see you, bro. Sushi. The Chinese versus the hood. That sounds uh, that sounds like a great sketch. Go ahead and write that down so that we can we can do something with that someday. Um, moving on, moving on from the Chinese. Let's go to this week. This this week in fentanyl. This is from the Orange County Register. We are not trying to scare you. In California, fentanyl is now behind one out of every five youth deaths. Wow. Jan Blom knew little about fentanyl when his 17-year-old son Linus went to take a nap in their Los, J Los Gatos home in July 2020. By mid-morning, Blom discovered Lewis's lifeless body in bed. The cause of death, a Percocet pill laced with the powerful synthetic opioid, has fueled an unpredictable rise in drug-related deaths across California and is now targeting its young people. Last year, fentanyl was responsible for an astounding one-fifth of the deaths in the 15 to 24 age group, with a total more than six times the number it killed more than, nearly three years earlier. 
Um, yeah, that's pretty terrible. This, uh, you, you really didn't even have to finish the opening paragraph to know how it happened. It's, it's every pill, you know, there's a huge chance that there's going to be something laced with fentanyl and it's horrible and sad that this is happening, but there's also so many ways to prevent it, right? If you're a drug addict and you're hearing this, you should absolutely be paying the $7 to buy an Amazon test kit that will test your shit for fentanyl. Uh, I don't even think that you should have to do that. I think that the world should start looking at drugs in a different way because of this. This is not the D.A.R.E. program where you'd have the guidance counselor come in and, and tell you a story, puts on a VHS tape of a cartoon where two 13-year-olds get drunk, break beer bottles, and step on glass. This is fucking 17-year-olds. When Markel and I were talking about this before the show, we were saying how crazy it is to think that people between the ages of zero to 17 are dying from fentanyl. This is this is crazier than that. I mean, this is 15 to 24. Um, it goes past youth being being doing it. So it's uh, people that are becoming young adults still addicted to the shit from doing it when they were teenagers and they have no chance to get out of it because what are they supposed to do? You work at fucking Culver's. Are you going to go to treatment for six months and not get a paycheck the entire time? Can your parents afford to do that for you? Most people's can't. Uh, so you start getting into the real world where now you're addicted to this shit. A lot of these guys pay their last dollar to get it. So there's a lot of times not even a chance for someone to test it first. And it's resulting in one out of five deaths in California for people 15 to 24 dying in fentanyl overdoses. This is fucking crazy. And it's amazing to me that there is little to no discussion about adopting the policy of uh, places like Denmark, where people were overdosing outside of elementary schools and on park benches, uh, in public at coffee shops and shit. And instead of doing what our country does, taking these people and putting them in the system for the next five years, saying you have to go to treatment and do your life while you get off of this shit, never breaking the law again and paying these fines, lawyer fees, everything you can think of. You have to go recover from all of that instead of doing what places like Denmark do where they say, all right, this is a massive problem, okay? Everybody is getting addicted to this shit. They're trying it once and getting hooked. How do we go about this without people dying and without people having to go to jail and then become unable to get out of this lifestyle? Well, they start doing... Uh, medical injections for things like heroin, where you uh, come in on the condition that you're going to at least have a discussion about getting help and stopping this these habits and being addicted to drugs, but you will get guaranteed clean methadone or heroin, meth, whatever you need, whatever you're uh, withdrawing from from a doctor, from a professional who knows what they're doing, who's going to give you tests before to say, okay, you're going to be all right if you do this right now, instead of just throwing it in a glass pipe or on some tinfoil and hoping for the best it, it, at the back of, at the back office of your job. Like this is fucking insane. And to try and just spread the word about it is not working. People are addicted to drugs. I can't believe that I ever got out of it myself. Uh, my friend Dan was addicted to heroin. Uh, he passed when he was 19, RIP Geef. 
he told, I was like, why? I don't understand. If this is ruining your life, you've gotten off of it before. Why can't, why can't you just stay off of it? Why do you stay away? Why don't you just stay away from this shit? And I was young, so I didn't know a lot about drugs, but he told me every single person that does meth, does heroin, is addicted to pills. Almost every single one of them wants to get off of it. They, they hate it. They hate the fact that they have to get high to function or not feel like they're falling apart sick. But it's just the only way to do it. Uh, I had a friend, Justin. He was so addicted to meth that he was losing his skin. He's a really, really nice guy. So I, you know, I fucked with him. And he basically told me he would never be able to quit it because he couldn't afford to not pay rent or go to treatment. And if he stopped, he literally couldn't work. So we have this idea in this country that, oh, if we put out all these insane rules, uh, these insane repercussions about having fentanyl or doing, doing uh, drugs and shit, meth, then there's going to be consequences legally. That's not stopping people. There's so much money in this shit. It becomes more, worth more every year as they crack down more on this shit and find different ways to stop it. And you're just adding more money to the criminal side of this, which is therefore resulting in more overdoses. Uh, I don't, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't think anything's going to change anytime soon. Oh, I just, I think I just talked for like 10 minutes. Markel, do you have any, anything to add to that? I think you're pretty accurate on what you're saying. Um, we need a change. It's pretty bad. and It's only getting worse and worse. It's pretty bad. I'm not one of these guys who says you should be able to buy cocaine at 7-Eleven. I don't, I don't think that. But I also don't think you're going to make somebody, you're going to scare somebody out of being addicted to cocaine. Um. Who knows? That's that's part of the culture. Literally, um, I don't think half of America agrees with me, which boggles my mind. We have so much proof that what we're doing is not working. But, you know, this is why I'm going to be president someday and I'm going to fix all of this. All right. We got to take a break here. We're going to be back in just a second. We're at the Zoom time limit. Uh, stay tuned for some more stories. Uh, thank you. Oh, it's not it's not letting me click out there. Oh, hold on. There. Damn, that that two rappers are dead on that song. That's just so fucked up. So fucked up. Uh I remember you know, it is it is weird when a celebrity that you really like dies. When when, when Mac Miller died, I was fucked up for like 2 months about that. And somebody you've never met, somebody didn't know. It's pretty popular. Takeoff was a pretty popular rapper, so I'm sure that there's plenty of people that feel that way. So many people were fucked up when Juice World died. I watched the documentary about that. That's crazy. Um, 
he was um shit we got unstable internet connection here please god there we go i was saying that one is crazy he was taking 30 percocets every two days um eminem my favorite rapper pretty much almost died do you know that story markel no so he was addicted to methadone and i think a few other things but he overdosed in his bathroom uh, in 2008, maybe. He hadn't released an album in like five years, and he overdosed in his bathroom, and his daughter found him and called 911. And they said if he had been on the ground, <clears throat> on the ground lying there for like a few more hours, he would have died. It's insane to think about. Uh, a lot of these rappers, Lil Wayne got shot. Um, his reason he probably keep is probably a reason he keeps a gun on him. His house got he had a home invasion. Remember that, like five years ago. Uh, all this different crazy shit follows these guys around. So it's just it's just scary, it's just terrible to think about. I wanted to play one of my favorite songs that Migos was in. Um, here's a story about a pretty fun teacher. This is from the Dallas Morning News. The headline reads, Prosper preschool staffer arrested after children exposed to THC. Four children became ill following a suspected THC exposure on a Halloween. A preschool staffer was arrested, Prosper police say in a statement Tuesday afternoon. Police said four children from the same classroom had suddenly become ill and were taken to a nearby hospital. Two were taken to the Prosper Fire Rescue one to the Frisco Fire Department and one by their parents as they had already left the scene. Uh, of the children hospitalized, three have been discharged and one is hospitalized in stable condition. Damn, that kid got fucked up. Police said, uh, police also said the department tried calling every parent who had a child in the school on Monday. After the children in the, school, in the school's toddler classroom showed unusual symptoms, quote unquote, Staff acted immediately calling 911 and the building was evacuated. According to a statement provided by Primrose Schools on behalf of Mike Casey, who is a franchise owner at the Prosper location. Police said evidence suggests the students were exposed to THC, the active ingredient found in marijuana. The school said in its statement after local authorities alleged the exposure was linked to a teacher in the room, that teacher was immediately fired. Anissa Brooks, 35, was booked into the Collin County Jail Tuesday record show. It is unclear whether she has an attorney or not at this time. It's weird. Police said Burks, who was a staffer at the school, will face multiple charges, including felony possession of a controlled substance and four counts of injury to a child. So, I mean, it's literally a scene from Family Guy. It's funny. It's, it's funny because all these kids were fine. They had a almost a, a scared straight program uh, in, in a live event there. You know, I wonder if any of those kids will smoke weed again for the rest of their lives. There's going to be four successful children there. Thank you, Anissa. And it is wild to think that what I imagine happened here is that somehow she had these THC gummies that got mixed in with candy, which is insane. That is a scene from that 70s show. How that happens is beyond uh, any of my comprehension. And as much weed as I smoke, right? I smoke weed like three times a day. Uh, I have to smoke weed to go to sleep. If I don't smoke weed, I get really irritable 
and annoyed and I feel like shit, right? Sometimes when I take a 100 milligram edible, for, which for anybody who doesn't know, that's like one candy bar, um, I trip out. I get extremely paranoid. I get nauseous. I can't you know, function, anything like that. You get high as fuck. So imagine being one third of my body weight, probably one fourth, these were preschoolers, and you eat a 10 milligram gummy. That's an IO. These children went on an ayahuasca trip. Like they were seeing uh, Santa Claus came and spoke to them in a vision and told them, you know, gave them some some sort of metaphor about presence, like uh, like like the real gift is what you can give to others. And some kids just, oh shit, as he's trying to touch Santa Claus' beard. Santa Claus is not there. So Mrs. Burks is like, oh damn. Oh, shit. I put the fucking... It has to be the THC gummies. I couldn't find them earlier today. Fuck. I worked at... Uh, I did door-to-door for a while, and we had a Halloween party. And at the office, one of the guys, like the, the main dudes who was doing... He would do our like rallies in the morning, and we would report to him about our sales that day. He accidentally put THC brownies out. And so he was trying to figure out, he had one batch of regular brownies and one batch of THC brownies. Who does this? I, this guy, I, this, is, this is Peter Griffin. This is the only people that do this are Homer Simpson and, uh, or, or Roger Smith. Like these are cartoon character mistakes. How the fuck do you let that happen? The consequences of that. If I was going to have, if I was going to make THC stuff, where uh, I had a bunch of gummies and shit. There's no way I would have it anywhere near anything I was going to bring to give out to people for public consumption. People don't smoke weed three times a day. I know that. So I know that if somebody accidentally eats this thinking it's a, a fruit snack, they're going to get fucked up, man. How do you make that mistake? It, it almost makes me think that uh, it was on purpose or something because it's that much of a fuck up. I understand if you mixed up uh, two batches of brownies, dumb to have those brownies sitting next to each other in the first place. But that's not the same thing as when you get THC gummies or whatever, they're in packaging like designed to look like medicine or they come in weed packaging. They don't come in Laffy Taffy wrappers. You know what I mean? Markel, do you know anyone who's (coughs) accidentally ingested drugs in your whole life? No. It's insane. What would you do if this happened to one of your kids? I would, uh, I would be none too pleased. I would sue them. Yeah, I would sue them for sure. I would sue that woman for sure. Absolutely. In the school too. They probably, that sounds like a private preschool. They're probably going to get a shit ton of money out of it. Hard to feel bad for the kids that way. Honestly, if I had a child and I was like, they can either not have a, uh, a week ruined by getting high on THC edibles or I can have $30,000, I'm I'm probably going 30K, which is maybe why I'm not ready to be a parent yet. But uh, anyway, these kids, they definitely got fucked up. Um, I like to think about what what the person who got in trouble was thinking as they noticed. Like, I wonder, it sounds like there were multiple people in the classroom that took notice to this and were like, damn, these kids may have ingested LSD. 
based on the way that this kid is uh, talking to a stuffed animal about the economy. But I like to think of what the teacher was thinking while all this was happening. Like, was she just like, oh, fuck, please let the bell ring. They can't prove it, it was me. If, if we just get out of this day, please just let them think the kids are being silly. <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty wild, pretty crazy shit. Let's see. So she's, she's probably going to go and do some prison time, I would imagine. Maybe not prison time. They they seem to be pretty lax when shit happens on accident, right? That like that, and I don't think you can really prove anything else. Uh, the only other story we had here was about a St. Paul woman who had texted a coworker the night before that she did not want uh, him to speak to her anymore. She didn't want to make any more advances, and the guy came to her house and killed her. I'm not finding the headline. I thought I had it on here. I might have forgotten to, uh, forgotten to copy and paste it. But this was a uh, 26-year-old woman. She uh, Coworkers had reported that she had been groped and harassed by this other coworker multiple times. And the owners, the managers, claimed that they knew nothing about it, which is crazy. Uh, that shit never happens in secret, in my opinion. The guys who do that shit, and I've seen it at a thousand different jobs, um, I, there's this guy that used to do it to a girl I ended up dating at one of my jobs. And I always think about if that guy didn't get fired for something completely unrelated the week before I might be in prison because these, excuse me, these dudes who do that shit take it so far and they don't give a fuck who sees it. It's almost like there's uh, some sort of social barrier there to where they can't understand why it's wrong. And I imagine it was so much worse before like 2010. Can you imagine in the 90s what a woman working at a department store probably had to go through? Or God forbid, uh, a woman working at a serving job. It's probably insane. It was probably encouraged to like smack your waiter on the ass or something like that at uh, at a lot of different places. Um, I don't think that anybody gave a fuck back in the day. And now they definitely do. So the people who it's, it's been made very, very clear that they do and rightfully so. So the guys who are doing this shit, in my opinion, are just like sick beyond help. You got to be you got to be unable to control yourself to be doing that shit in 2022. Um, really, really upsetting. Uh, it says in the report that she was shot in the face. And again, I know I always bring it back to this, but. Having somebody taking you away from you like that, like just, you know, you got a you got a brother or sister working at some shitty coffee shop and someone who is only involved with your the person in your family who was killed. They're only involved with them because they work together. And now that person is just gone. It's it's just, uh, you know. Unbelievable. What do you even say about that? I don't know what else you can do besides just hope and pray it never happens to you always be prepared for it but these are the type of stories that fascinate me because we all just live in our day-to-day lives you know you go to chipotle i uh, come home watch watch the new episode of rick and morty you jerk off uh go on you watch some youtube shorts for a little bit and then the next day happens and you don't think about the fact that the worst thing imaginable can just come out of nowhere uh, I hope that guy 
dies in prison. I hope they I hope they fuck him up. That's the one good thing about our prison system is we've got enough. The fact that we do have some good guys in there that are going to be there for life. Uh, you know, there are still people out there who are serving 20 years in jail for weed and they just, they just don't give a fuck. So when some, uh, fucking school shooter type comes in who just killed a girl for no reason, they're probably gonna, they're probably gonna do some pretty horrifying things to that guy. And rightfully so. I think I'm pro prison now. We kind of need that. Um, Markel, anything to add there? What have you ever worked in a scenario where there's just been egregious harassment and people don't do anything about it? No, not really. I was working at Macy's. I just stopped working there a month ago. And I remember a lot of people who knew I was doing asset protection thought I was security as well. And the, the, the main difference is you don't have any authority over anyone who's not stealing some shit. So they came up to me and they were like, uh, there's this guy, he regularly comes over here and wears short shorts and he'll just hike up his shorts while he's sitting right across from us so that we're forced to see his testicles if he looks in our direction. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not allowed to kick him out, but you should definitely tell a manager. They told two different managers and they both said, uh, there's, yeah, there's nothing we can do if we can't prove that there's not a camera in that area. So there's just, uh, unfortunately nothing we can do Two a month later, this man is arrested for breaking into a woman's apartment across the street from the mall. And I mean, this is why it happens is because, and this is why there's the, the overcorrections, you know, the believe all women shit is because it's happening. Multiple employees are seeing it happen. It's brought up to the management. They're like, I can't, I can't deal with, uh, with us getting sued. This is my career. I'm a, I'm a restaurant manager and that's what I do. And that's my whole life. So if a couple of women in their early twenties have to be sexually harassed for me to keep that position, then I will do that. It's just a constant revolving door and story of this shit happening. I want to give credit to the, there's a Starbucks in the, in the Macy's where this had been reoccurring over and over again. And the owner of the Starbucks actually went and kicked the guy out, which I was like, he's not allowed to do that. But that is a, that is a fucking alpha move. Risking your job to do the right thing is, I love it. It's uh it's good shit. So um, I guess the moral of the story, honestly, there's nothing really, there's not really a funny joke or spin I can put on this one. I'd probably just say, if you see something, say something, at least go say something to the dude that's, <clears throat> that's harassing somebody. Just be like, Hey man, just so you know, I see you doing this shit and it's a problem and it needs to stop. Nobody, I don't think you're going to get in trouble at all for that. If multiple people have seen this guy doing this shit over and over again, if it's a girl, sorry, you got to just let it go. Uh, you know, I, I pray every day that sometime at some point in my life, I will get a boss like Jennifer Aniston and horrible bosses. That scene was so frustrating for me because I was at peak horniness when that movie came out it was in seventh grade and Charlie day, he's married in the movie, which is understandable. You know, you don't want to, whatever, you don't want to cheat on your wife, whatever. But Jennifer Aniston is like trying to put his fingers in her mouth and just do it. She's wearing a uh, like a smock with no pants on. And it's it made me so hard. I think I almost had to go to the hospital a few times 
that never happens at work. It's always a gross dude. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just a creepy, good looking guy that doesn't understand boundaries. But most of the time, it's somebody that looks like a fat version of me that doesn't wash their hair, like just a full on school shooter uh, type vibes. And it goes it used to go unrecognized pretty much always. Now, I think there's getting to to a point where they're trying to stop it. But this story is evidence that it still it still goes on. So uh, it's fun and games sometimes just to make sexual jokes. But when it comes to fucking groping, groping a chick and, and saying shit, it's not OK anywhere, especially at work. And I'm not one of these guys. Make no mistake. I think you should definitely be allowed to date coworkers. Are you fucking kidding me? I got to be next to this hot girl in uh, in yoga pants every day that laughs at my jokes. And you want me to not ask her out because of my job where I get paid less than minimum wage due to the rules about serving and make $5 a table to get some asshole extra ranch. Fuck you. Uh, I think you should absolutely, you know, if you, if you, like a coworker, you're attracted to a coworker, fucking go for it. But at the same time, understand, just be a human, be cognitive. If there's, you just have to read body language, literal language, facial expressions, all these different things are a way to know how somebody responds when you let them know that you're into them. And unfortunately, a lot of people at these low paying jobs are either pieces of shit or they're too stupid or too fucked up to know when that's happening or they just don't care and it results in uh you know not often a woman getting shot in the face but still some some very bad shit can go down uh that's that's pretty much all i got on that one um we're running out of time here once again can't get a stable internet connection so i hope this is staying this this podcast has gone all the way through markel what did you did you have anything else you wanted to talk about Really, I was just gonna say it was cutting out for a bit. Oh fuck! I bet we get to deal with that as soon as I listen to it here. All right. Well, with that, we are. Uh, that's all of our stories for the day. Markel sounds like a four-year-old who accidentally ate THC candy, so I bet he's trying to get to go to bed here. Um, thank you for listening. We'll be back with another episode, maybe with Markel, maybe a solo one. We don't know yet. Until then, Skull Vikes, let's beat the commanders. Have a good fucking day, man.